have a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Oh, I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining our inaugural show. Show number one. one. Woo! Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're very excited. <laughs> inaugural uh, voyage. So we apologize for anything in advance. And we want to thank whoever bribed you to listen. Yeah. We are what so are grateful for that To person. download our podcast. Did yes. you have something better to do? And we promise that you will waste your time properly. Listen, <laughs> listening to this show <laughs> is a proper waste of time. So we just want to say thank you. Can I get you. an amen? Amen. 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 Oftentimes next. So <laughs> I am one of the hosts, Gabriel Wrench, uh, deacon at Christ Church and a bunch of other things. Dad, uh, husband. Yes. And lover of Idaho and Texas. Mostly Texas. Mostly, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. totally the promised land. He's, Whatever. Notice mm-hmm. on the first show how he kind of tries to go in like light. Yeah. He's like, you know, Idaho <laughs> and Texas. From here on out, guys, is only Texas. It's like, all we know right. how you really feel. Yeah. I have to the left of me, Pastor Toby Sumter. Hey, it's good to be here. What do you love? I love my wife. Who's mm. out of town? Who's out of town? <laughs> He's running Han Solo today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This whole week, right? Come home. <laughs> if you're out there, Jenny, listening, please. That's actually the whole uh, reason we're doing the show, yeah, so your this, wife can hopefully hear it and come back. Yeah, right? please. This is an SOS. SOS. Smokes. Uh, but but yeah. give give our listeners a, little, a reason why she's out yeah, of town. Yeah, no. Cool. So, yeah, we've just finished up uh, almost 11 months with a little foster baby. And oh, uh, he is home. And we are so thankful. He... Uh, he was with us for 11 months, and he's got a, a family that are adopting him, and uh, they are Christians. They're awesome. believers. Amen. And so my wife's been down there for about four or five days, just kind of making that transition, that handoff. And uh, Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, and I just got back from Ukraine. That's and, right. And UK. And London. London. And so no. I had a week in Ukraine, a week in London, and now a week without my wife here. And I'm not sure which has been worse. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, you know, really, I, I mean, no, I mean, my, I, actually, it's been good. God's been kind, actually, because I could get home and now I've got to take care of the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the first week of school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God's been very kind. <laughs> I, I, I said this a minute ago, but the, you know, I got the kids to school and they all had pants on. Oh. That, Every, all, every day. Shirts? It's a low bar uh, for dads. No, just pants. When the, when, just pants. <laughs> just pants. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not promising shirts. What are you talking about? When the wife's out of town, it's a low bar for dads yeah. to yeah. get things done with I, the kids. I just want to see the ponytail that you put in your girl's hair. No, nope. there were no ponytails. My, my wife looked at me right before she left and she said, do you do hair? And I said, no. I don't do hair. <laughs> no, but baby. I, I've been clips. Up, Lots of clips. I, I, no, I don't even try. I just send the girls. I, I send them into the bathroom and they come out and it looks like... 
they, they, they did something. There's a mirror there. There's brushes there. They can. Mommy's yeah, done enough times. They can figure getting, it out, right? Do you do your daughter's hair? I, That's what I want to know. Talk. I, Come on, dude. I, <clears throat> Come on. Huh? Huh? <laughs> he was counseling uh, you. <laughs> since we have a I'm small audience. I'm going to call your wife back up in here. Well, she was here a minute ago. We're going to ask her. So, come on. Tell us I the have, truth. I have the skills and ability to be able to do my daughter's hair. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Do I do? No. That's no, impressive. No, because yeah. I can't know, even do my daughter's hair. I have a rule. The best person who's capable of doing this do usually it. gets yeah. the job. Right. I'm I, when it comes now my boys here, I can fade them up. I can do them. I, <laughs> I, I, I can get in fade there. Up. I can hang I, with the best I, of them with I, some clippers. I, I don't even worry about the fading thing. I just mm. it's like that. That's how yeah. I do my hair. That's how yeah. I do my hair. There's a little even though I'm in a white culture here in Moscow, there's a little bit of black culture I have to maintain no, in my family. Got to keep gotta, the fade. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some things we just Northern cannot Idaho. let go, okay? Yeah. Cuz right. one day black people are going to come here and they're going to say <laughs> what have you been doing to your son's hair? Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm going to have to give an account to them. Account <laughs> for your people <laughs> and your sheep. It was in That's his good. baptismal vows. Uh, yes. <laughs> if you go to North Idaho. <laughs> Brother, you are not representing for the rest of us, you know? So that's, okay. that's yeah. That's so this is, this is Chocolate Knox? Chocolate yes. Knox, yes. David, David Shannon, a.k.a. Chocolate Knox. I'm really the straggler around here. There's nothing really uh, <laughs> super amazing about me. Not. I just happen to hang out with cool guys, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the wonderful thing about it. I mean, y'all, y'all need to know we're in the Chocolate Knox studio. Studio, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's burning up in this place. As he's pretending uh, because Chocolate Knox is hot, and well, hey, also because there's, there's no, no AC. AC. Yes. Well, and it's August. Know. In Moscow, Idaho. You know, I'm from a tropical climate, so I tip. I typically, tropical. I typically Minnesota. Like, <laughs> hey man, why you playing? Why you gonna bust me out like that? Uh, let me, let me, let me roll this in. <laughs> let me bring this in for a landing here. Let's roll this um, up. Let's roll it in. We have a great show coming for you guys. We have an interview with Brett McCracken. Release the McCracken on my. <laughs> Release them. You've actually, been practicing that all week, haven't you? No, it actually, just came to me. No. Just, we we, we uh, did the interview on my back deck in my house yeah which means you'll hear tweeting and birds they yeah, are real tweets real real tweets tweets yes. real tweets real mm. tw- I, I was listening to it and i was like did david did he doctor this well the, no the interview was so comforting i mean in, in, it's in, so in a good you way will fall asleep. So, i almost started doing yoga yeah. <laughs> because well his voice but, yeah his voice brett's oh, voice yeah, is Brett, kind of it's good he, but he's stern he's solid he's a very straightforward uh-huh. guy yeah. but he talks in a way like you want to play golf like you start stretching mm-hmm. you're just like oh yeah i should stretch right yeah, and yeah, at one exactly. point you hear the shh yeah the golf clap yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the topic of our show today is, is your church relevant? Um, we're going to get to that here in a little bit, but before we get there, it's our custom that we want to talk a little bit about some recent news and what's been going around in our um, reductio of a culture. And since the show's name Going is cross politic, maybe we should uh, <laughs> do something. Talk about related, it. Do something. Related, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, recently, this is this is actually one of my favorite things on the news recently. University of Chicago, um, uh, the dean, um, John Ellison, he's the dean of students, kind of prepped everyone for coming on campus and what they can expect this next year. What Dean's supposed to do, right? What Dean's supposed to do. That's good. Good job. And he starts off, he says, um, our commitment to academic freedom means that we do not support so-called trigger warnings. We Mm. do not cancel or uh, invited speakers because their topics might prove controversial. Mm. And we do not condone the creation of intellectual safe spaces 
<laughs> we do not condone the creation of intellectual safe spaces. I'm sorry, That's what? Right. Hold on, guys. I'm getting a call. What? Huh? <laughs> what? Oh, he did? Oh, they said he just got fired. I just got word <laughs> that he just lost yeah. his job yeah. and he's getting kicked that out of Chicago. Dean Ellison <laughs> is out. Yeah. In <laughs> Chicago, at the University of Chicago. Wow. And uh, yeah. I thought that was real comforting, giving what happens That's in like, my next article. Hey, you but know, we, we, we probably, as a side note, just for us, you guys don't have to listen. It's just for us. Just Maybe us. we should get him on the show to talk about what would trigger That's him. A, yeah, tr- trigger. Yeah. Let's push it to uh, to make this statement. Oh yeah. You know, I would like to know what's behind yeah. what he's Is thinking there... and why he would even say, feel the need to say publicly. Guys, we're not going to do hey, this. This is not a safe space. No right. snowflakes on campus. You're going to come here, and we are we're gonna we're gonna rough you up. Yeah, like yeah. like like this is a real education. You got to be a grown up here. Yeah. Ooh. And, and yeah. the thing I do like about what he did was he did it anticipating. Right. He did it. He's yeah. going to preempt on the front end. Yeah, on the front end. Drop yeah. out now. Which leadership, transfer yeah. leadership needs to happen. Find now. a new school. Not when you get in the thick of it. <laughs> I got six of them for you. <laughs> well, not when you get in the thick of it. University of Texas. Right. Right, they just allow guns on campus as of this last year. Wait, time out. They just allowed this. Yeah, yeah. guns on there campus. Is not, you know what? Texas is losing. It. You need to go talk to your people over there, Gabe. Um, Deacon so Gabe, go t- go Deacon Concealed Mill. carry allowed on campus. Wow. And University of Texas had basically um, a bunch of protests this past week, and the uh, theme of the protest was Cox, not Glocks. And there was no. over forty five hundred dildos handed out, no. protesting um, concealed carry on campus. So Dean Ellison at University of Chicago, he's wow. showing leadership and anticipating. And now, how does University of Texas respond? Uh, wow, that unreal. I, I, uh, I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you say? I don't think I want to. There's response no response. I want to take a picture of mm-hmm. David's face right now <laughs> and just have this be like the that should cover, be the album be the cover, cover this of this episode. album. It's yeah. just the face of David yeah. Shannon. In, in utter shock. I, I didn't even want to repeat it, but I mean, yeah, the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This is PG. This is a PG show. Yeah. I mean, we can say that though. Uh, <laughs> oh my gracious. So, so what are they? Wait, what's time the point? Out. What's so, the point? What's the logic? Do they really want that? I mean, let's, let's be yeah. straight up for a second. Do they really want. Cox, not Glocks. I can't even say. How is Every time you want to say it, just point at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, way, not do, way, neither one of go. us have okay, to say. Get ready, Gabe. So, do they really want Cox, not Glocks, on the campus? <laughs> what does that mean? It, well, I, I, look, they're look, not. I, do- this is make love, not war. Uh, is that the logic? Make love, not war. Well, I think is that, is that what this is like? Sort of a, I think, 2016 version of this. One of the things that's going on is sexuality. All forms of sexuality is okay on campus now, right? And so, I think they're protesting in a way that they think is okay, but shocking. Yeah. They think is normative. But shocking, except for the, the epidemic of like date rape, right? Exactly, right? Like, exactly. So this is this right. is like the the schizophrenia of our culture. It's like you know that they're going right. on and on about the this epidemic of date rape, mm-hmm. but 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 they want Glocks. And no, that's not. No, no, no. no. They, they right. don't want cocks. They don't, they want, don't want cocks. <laughs> no, no, no. But, oh, here, here, so, but here's the scariest thing in the world is when you start seeing this type of sinfulness come out. What I start thinking about is, oh Lord, have mercy. If you give them what we what they want, right. we're yeah. in trouble. Right, right? That's like right. that's. Amen. But right. what's mm-hmm. happening is that if they get what they want, your place, Texas, is gone, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing to point out too, though, is I mean, so. You know, practically, um, tactically, uh, we 
you know, I want to stand. I mean, I want to stand with the right for someone to you know defend themselves. I want to, and, and course, so, and so you know, uh, Second Amendment, you no, know, so right. on. But even there, I mean, it's worth pointing out. Like, is the conservative impulse is that is that still grounded in the Word of God and in the Lordship of Jesus, or is it a middle finger? To the liberal establishment, to say I'm going to carry my gun That's a good in your face. I don't care. And and basically, but in some ways, I mean, you you know, we've been talking about the Trump Hillary, you know, whatever. It's like it's all a mess, and you know, pick your poison. But in some ways, you got to recognize that the same thing's still going on with these symbols. So, like, yeah, I think I, I think a man should have the right to protect his family. I think a person should be able to you know protect themselves. The right to bear arms is in the Constitution. But originally, that was because of the Word of God. Right. right, 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 because right. because because man is made in the image of God, and the 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 duty we have to protect life, mm-hmm. defend life, right. is is given to us by God in God's word, and it's in the name of God mm-hmm. that we bear arms wisely, carefully, judiciously, yeah. right, right, in order to protect life and to protect freedom. Yeah. But yeah. that's but I doubt the people pushing as much as I know Texas has got to. No, I mean Texas. It's Texas. Texas is not the second cousin there's, there's of Jesus, but, yeah. but you know, are they so really? Are they really? You know, carrying their guns on campus in the name of Jesus? Well, I well, think this <clears throat> this shows the lack of faith just in conservatism, because I think I agree with you. I don't think they're anchoring their biblical desires for concealed carry in the Bible, and I think they've lost faith in the in God's word and Scripture, and so they're grabbing on to the next thing that they can poke others in the eye without. Right. They don't, without having an explanation, and, or and I'm sure there's deeper. I'm sure there's Christians yeah. that are in the system, and Absolutely. they're saying, "Hey, let's protect yeah. this," and so on. Well, but. and and if you are, you know, running a, a college and you're concerned about what you see as far as college shootings, you know, <laughs> it yeah. might not be a poke in the eye at all. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's sure. like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. hey, we want people to know. One of the things to detour yeah. evil is to say you yeah, won't the, make it that far doing that yeah, here. Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna bring a gun on? You know, who's right. gonna who, terrorist is gonna attack? We want you to know, guys. Hey, uh, we will defend ourselves here, and our students yep. have the ability to defend ourselves yep. here. So. And, 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 and to and that point, there. there's a high school in Texas that posts signs when you're walking on campus that the teachers carry. Oh, yeah. Um, to yeah, that yeah. point. So one other article I wanted to bring to your all's attention, kind of related to this um, reductio, is West Virginia University. I don't know if you guys heard about this. No. Um, this, uh, past I, I don't read the news. <laughs> I try not to either. <laughs> I, actually, am I, am I your only news <laughs> I, for the I week? I actually come here once the show a week is not working. to find out what happened in the world. <laughs> that me, yeah, see, pretty much. So West Virginia has now reinterpreted Title IX. Title IX was there to um, not discriminate against sex, but West Virginia has reinterpreted Title IX to now mean gender inclusion also. Hmm. So um, if you use a personal pronoun that is offensive, you can be punished under Title IX at West Virginia. What, what, what kind of punishment? Um, well, you know, fired, fine. Stocks. Um, you have to work for the, for the college. So, so you, wait, let me understand this because mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get it. Yep. If, if you are a he and, mm-hmm. I, and you want to be called the she. Or a Z uh, or a V or uh, a Ver. Uh, uh, mm. I'm dead serious. Is it says that? Mm. Uh-huh. Let's just work they have with, a whole list of pronouns. I, just, I, I was too much. I just got to start with he. Okay, let's just, <laughs> a V, a verb, no, no, a she. No, no, we'll, no. You all, everybody else can go look that up on the internet. I, I'm just going to start with he. And, and I call but, you. But that's, a, that's the thing, though. It's like, so there's this list, mm-hmm. and you don't even know all the things on the list. Mm-hmm. And that's and talk about, like, you know, you, you have, there's, there's so many tripwires now. <laughs> you, you don't even know. 
You don't even don't know. Even, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, the easy, of course, is the he, she thing. Right. But so if I call you a him and I say, hey, mister, and you say, wait, 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 wait. He can he can I'm fall a Zer, on the ground. Z. What did he you can, call him? He can fall a on the v, ground. V E or V I R Ver. I'm a Ver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't call me a Mister. Yeah. I can be punished for not calling you a Ver. So I I wanted to cha- yep exactly I wanted right. to challenge WVU and self-identify as a federal judge since there's a slot open and then just say they're reinterpreting it wrongly. They're reinterpreting Title IX wrongly. <laughs> Since I can self-identify. Yeah, right. There you go. They're like, no, you're some guy from Idaho who wishes you were from Texas. Amen. <laughs> and you're like, no, I no, self-identify. You say, no, I'm, under Title IX, yes. I am a federal judge. Amen. Back off. And so they said you could be placed in violation of federal anti-discrimination law subject to discipline from right. the university. Right. So there you go. This is just, this is, uh, uh, you, know, you know that. Time to vacate. This is babble. Right. This is babble, yeah. right? You mm-hmm. cannot like so. So, uh, on the logic of this, Gabriel can do exactly what he said he wants to do, mm-hmm. right? What is the standard? Yeah. What yeah. is? There's no standard. The standard right. is whatever you want, whenever you want it. Yeah. And, and but of course, back of all this is it's not true. Like you could show, you would show up, and you'd be like, I'm a federal yeah. judge, yeah. and they would laugh at you. And you would not get the time of day. You might get ushered off campus because you're an extremist. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that your logic is completely consistent with their insanity. What only matters is power. Right. Right. Because when there all that matters. when there are no absolutes, all you have is power. Is power. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know the the logic ultimately of and this is evolution in at work. Right. 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 Might makes right mm-hmm. survival of the fittest. And um, and this is why there's no justice. It's very Muslim of WVU to pull this power play. Seriously, yeah. The Imam Ooh. of what is it? West Virginia University. Yeah, West Virginia. Yep. WVU. WVU. And their their acronym doesn't even work. I can't even <laughs> say that. I can't even say that. Uh, it, they. Uh, I don't. I can't call them that anymore. So the reason why I also brought um, Islam into it. We got about two minutes left is because a liberal commentator has been defending the progressive Muslim idea of Sharia law. Yeah. Um, Surprise. Uh, Sally, Sally hey, Khan. Hey guys, I'm can, shocked. Can we, can we hold off on talking yeah. about Islam for a second so we can at least get through one show without getting bombed? Yeah. <laughs> I, let, let's talk about Islam after we get like 50 shows. And you're like, okay, we have a little history. Let's let's not, let's just hold them off for a second We're before not. we get some Allah and Akbar yeah. up in here. Yeah. I don't want to do that. We got the cross all over our show. We're, we're a target anyway. Well, hey, we're, hey, we're going to be yeah. martyrs. Hey, okay, I, I, I think guess. we're in all trouble. Right, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Let's play the man. I always, I, I sometimes ask my kids, like, so if you get to die for Jesus, how do you want to go? You ever do that? Mm. No? No, I haven't. Not yet. No, that's, a good, that's a great question. I think it's a fun yeah. one, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, you know, it'd be fun to have a good martyr story. What's been some of your kids' answers? I want to get chased by a wild animal, honestly. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. No. That's not a martyr story. No, no that's, oh, not, that's, that's like a an, stupid story. No, no, right? no. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the woods. What are you doing? I've, I've never camped in my life. <laughs> You've never heard of the Coliseum. Not from a bear. You've never oh, heard of the okay. Coliseum. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, we Come don't on. have Coliseums. Vastly different. Oh, I, guess Come on. I guess the Vastly football different. stadium. That'll never happen here, uh, they said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. We'll never that's have Sharia hey, law here. if Hillary here. gets elected, you're right. The Coliseum <laughs> is back. <laughs> Absolutely. Trump, Trump will never get the nomination. <laughs> Right? Yeah. They will never yeah. enforce transgenderism which, which I on said, us. I said that. They will never. There will yes. never be, you know, homosexual marriage in. Uh, right. Never mind. There, never, 
There will never be gender pe- confusion. There will never be pedophilia yeah. condoned and protected by law. And I, I don't even know if I can say that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's run this out. So coming back, we are going to talk about is your church relevant? Thank you for joining. Release the McCracken! It's such a peaceful, peaceful. Just think yoga. <laughs> and, and he's got a great name. Get your yoga mats ready. Next on Cross Politics. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. At Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Welcome back to Cross Politics Show and Podcast. Um, uh, we're actually in the backyard of my house today. That's where our studio's located. And uh, we're overlooking the Plus Hills, which is kind of a perfect um, artistic backdrop for our discussion on cool hipster Christianity. I have my, my co-host, Pastor Toby Sumter, with me. And a very special guest that we're interviewing today um, from L.A. is uh, Brett McCracken. So thank you. Welcome to the show, Brett. Appreciate it. Watch out for the bees flying yeah. around. <laughs> bees just adding to the ambiance. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So let me introduce Brett. Brett is a writer and, and journalist um, based out of Southern California, although I don't consider L.A. Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> Orange County now. Okay, you're in Orange County now? My okay. Twitter still said Los, An- Los Angeles. Okay. <laughs> OC. You fooled me. <laughs> and uh, he's uh, author, writer, uh, wrote Hipster Christianity, When the Church and Cool Collide. He also wrote Gray Matters, um, Navigating the Space Between Legalism and Liberty. And uh, you, you're a guest speaker and lecturer. Uh, you also you graduated from Wheaton? Uh, college, mm-hmm. uh, UCLA also. So you got a you got a BA from UCLA too. Uh, BA from Wheaton, MA and MA. Okay, from UCLA. Okay. And then you're the managing editor of Biola University's Biola Magazine, and you're pursuing a master's at Talbot School of Theology. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're married. Yeah. Uh, your wife is Kira. Kira. Yeah. Very good. Yep. Uh, no kids yet. No kids yet, but we um, we just bought a house last week, so we oh, nice. we are transitioning into home ownership and yeah. maybe the kids will be the next big yeah. thing we'll see so our our topic is around um kind of largely around your book hipster christianity mm-hmm. i wanted to, to mm-hmm. discuss um cool what is cool what is what is um what uh is the church striving for in culture um yeah i mean that's a big question mm-hmm. and i think culture is such a big word that's yeah, I mean, overused as a kind of amorphous term for everything. I think the part of the impetus for me to write the book, Hipster Christianity, was what I saw as um, just the church's ongoing struggle with its relationship to culture in terms of what's out there, like church against culture, church above culture, the whole Niebuhr, um, Christ and culture paradigm. That's always been a tension in church history and just how does how does the church 
relate? How does the culture of the church relate to the culture outside? What does Athens have to do with exactly. Jerusalem? Exactly. What does Athens have to do with Jerusalem? So in my, I grew up in the church. I, I've, I've been familiar with just that tension and that dialogue intimately, in part because I've been someone who loves pop culture and movies and I grew up like loving all of that so for me the tension was very real like how do I reconcile like my church experience and my faith with the the like music that I love like Radiohead and like the secular like films and TV shows um, so the, the kind of furthest back origins of the book were just my own personal wrestle with this issue but then I started seeing uh, how the church was kind of answering the question of, of its relationship to culture through an, in an unhealthy way, I think, like this idolization of relevance, I think. So too often, I think the church um, tries to think about pop culture mostly in this pragmatic, utilitarian way of like, what do we have to do and what kinds of music do we have to play to be relevant? So it's not an appreciation of of culture as such or kind of a love of the beauty and the goodness and the truth that exists out there it, a lot of a lot of it is just kind of pragmatic like what clothes do we have to wear so to speak how do we dress our church up in order to be relevant in this culture and that's that's kind of what i saw with a lot of these hipster churches and these cool churches like a lot of them were just inauthentic and it was more just about like how do we keep the young people interested and engaged and it, it wasn't an authentic... Trying to be authentic, they were right. more inauthentic. Right, and, and, and we could talk all day about authenticity and what that means. That's right. that's kind of like culture. It's a word that's overused. But I got a lot of jokes around that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so that's kind of just a, a first attempt to reply so, to so that you, question. So do you... Um, <clears throat> um, I, I have not read your book yet, so you can. I'll be one of the listeners who hasn't... Is is getting um, brought up to speed here, but do you offer um, something of a positive, um, you know, towards a, uh, a, a you know a more Christian um, interaction with culture? In the book. Yeah, I mean, it's what surprises people about the book is because when they see it, hipster Christianity, they a lot of people think it's like an apologetic for the movement and. Mm. I even like know that some like pastors picked it up as like a manual, like oh, how do I make my church hipster? <laughs> but it's the opposite. I mean, it's largely a critique of the the kind of foolish nature of chasing after the ephemeral right. cool. Like it's missing the point. It's making like the dressing and the wrapping the main thing, and that's that's never a good thing. But I do um, have a few chapters where I talk about like authentic Christian cool and how we, we don't want to throw all Christian hipsters under the bus. Like, there are iterations of it that are genuine and that are not kind of the pragmatic. I'm just, like, dressing like a hipster so that I can get more millennials, you know, in the door of my church. So I talk about inauthentic versus authentic Christian cool, but on the whole, the book comes down more as a critique of... Um, churches, Christians who are overly concerned with relevance and like what's trendy now because I just think in general that's like a, a lost cause you're always going to be a few steps behind when you're chasing after that and there's mm -hmm. more worthwhile things to spend your energy on. I liked your last chapter 
how you're kind of you're kind of naming it and claiming it. Mm. You took you, the last chapter was relevance is not a fad. Yeah, and you took a word that everyone wants to identify with in a cool way or, or right. in a in a in a way that's very temporal. Yeah, and you kind of took relevance as being almost like everlasting. You, mm-hmm. you talked about you know basically John Knox to eternity. Yeah, yeah, is what relevance should mean. Right, and I thought that was a good way to kind of uh, take that temporal word that everyone identifies with and say, no, no, this is, this is where we should be going with this. Right. You know, we're talking about Christ's kingdom. Right. Um, we aren't talking about holes in our genes, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's where we, we, um, shoot ourselves in the foot as Christians when we confuse where the true relevance of our faith lies. Like it doesn't lie in like how caught up in the zeitgeist we are and how, how well we can quote all the right people and like name drop all the right movies. Like, we're relevant to the extent that we like preach the everlasting gospel and like um, kind of have confidence in the eternal truth that we espouse. Like the gospel is the most relevant thing that has ever touched the face of the earth, you know, and why are we suddenly think we have to jazz that up with like things in 2015 or 2016 that are supposedly relevant mm-hmm. now. Like, and that's, I think, in large part why the church in the West and in America is, you know, in, in a bad state. So many people are just making that confuse that error. They think that in order to like be relevant going forward, we have to like change everything and reevaluate everything and like figure out what the millennials want us to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the latest survey. <laughs> what's the latest survey yeah. say? And a lot of that is also just the problem of how much business kind of principles have infiltrated the church and marketing and yeah. Mm-hmm. all of that and consumerism that's American Christianity is yeah how, how do you not sell out to the idol of relevance mm-hmm. on the one hand but also not um, leave the world behind I guess in a yeah. certain way like because like, I mean because yeah. I mean it's, it would seem like you know like we need Christians making really good sitcoms right I, I think you're absolutely right and I think there can be a middle ground between um, authentically Christian, non-selling out culture making that isn't also detached and elitist or, you know, only speaking to the, the crowd or whatever. Um, I think what's important is healthy institutions that can train the next generation of Christians to think and see Christianly. I think that's what's missing in the ghetto of Christian art making. There aren't great um, models. So, so that's where, like, I go back to like the Marilyn Robinsons and Terrence Malick's. I think they have a healthy contribution in in that they are models. And maybe there's only a couple right now, but at least the next generation has a few people to look to and to be inspired by. And hopefully, the more trickle down that happens, we'll, we'll have more and more models and in the institutions um, that are shaping people's creativity from a distinctly Christian point of view will get stronger and stronger. But yeah, I think ultimately the goal is to make the the sitcoms and the the shows that reach the masses because that's how culture changes in the large scale. I mean, you can look at specific sitcoms and shows in the last two decades that have like, I think single-handedly almost like changed the public opinion on sexuality right. and things right. like that like there's great yeah. power mm-hmm. in friends. mass media friends, friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean friends like yeah Will and Grace and like Ellen DeGeneres I mean there's yeah. just so many yeah. Yeah. so 
yeah, we need to have like Christians who are in that middle ground of like great artists, but also business savvy, like marketing mm-hmm. savvy, able to speak the language of the culture without selling out. I think connected to that, you mentioned education, which I think is very yeah. central in all this, but all, also um, maybe even before that is like a parent's love. Mm. Um, and not just a love mm. for their own children, but a love for what God's put in front of them. Mm-hmm. My dad's totally. record vinyl collection will forever be etched in my mind because my dad loved that music. And he would he would sit there and he'd sit my brother, me and my brother down, and he would play his music, his vinyl mm-hmm. collection for us. Yeah. And I didn't like the music then, um, but now actually I like it, yeah. and it because my dad loved it so much. Right. I grew into liking that kind of um, old classic rock because mm-hmm. my dad actually loved it so much. It got contagious to me. Yep. Even though for that hour I was maybe begrudging and I shouldn't have or whatever but you know parents being passionate and loving what's in front of them and I've seen this in my kids has a huge impact on Absolutely. my kids yeah. I'm, I'm a horrible guitarist and my kids love when I bring out the guitar because I like playing it I mm-hmm. really do mm-hmm. um, but you know God put this in front of you and love it um, in a way that's infectious you know yeah. that's contagious and everything yeah yeah that's huge I always when I speak um to like parents groups or like I've written articles for like homeschool parents magazines I talk about that this exact thing like education is like 80% imitation it's it's about like looking to models and like you don't learn the most most things in life from textbooks you learn by seeing how others do it and so culture and appreciating culture and loving the arts is something we pick up from those around us and so absolutely parents need to be like loving things well in front of their children and like pastors need to be like loving culture well in an authentic way not in a pragmatic like i just named rock coldplay you know (laughs) how cool am i chris martin (laughs) right yeah i'm hip with the times so you need to do it authentically but i think it's so healthy to like have people who are just like publicly in love with a certain genre or a certain band like that's why I'm like unabashedly like a Terrence Malick fanboy publicly and it's kind of like you know whatever like embarrassing that I'm I never say a bad word about him and I <coughs> probably should be more nuanced in my critique of him but but I, I hear a lot from people like young um, up and coming filmmakers who have read my reviews over the years how much they appreciate like my like overt passion and how how, how alive I get in my writing when I write about him mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, good criticism. Like, I love reading critics who you can just tell, like, they're, like, not just going through the motions. They're, like, really engaging this with their heart and soul. And they love they love this beautiful thing. Yeah. And I think we need to do that more in the church. We don't, we don't want to be treating culture as a mercenary that we just name drop because it makes us cool. We need to be engaging culture in a way that's, like, incarnational and, like, gets our blood pumping because uh, it's it connects with us in the way God made us. One of the things that I sometimes tell students that are interested in the arts um, or maybe other cultural pursuits where there's just this massive gravity or current mm-hmm. pulling in a particular direction of you know conformity to a certain mm-hmm. worldview expectations is um, is that they need to have um, the, as they get into something that they need to have something up front mm-hmm. that requires. Um, them to stand with Jesus 
and 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 just like bust it on the front end because mm -hmm. I think there's a sense in which you want to sort of slide in the back and right. be like, maybe I can just kind of cozy up to them and they'll kind of get to know me for who I am right. and then one day maybe I'll just drop that you know yeah I go to church sometimes yeah right <laughs> and 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 they're yeah. already they're already compromised <laughs> they're already compromised by that point like yeah, up right. to their neck yeah. in it. sure and so yeah. so I, I urge them like go in on the front end you know and I love Jesus mm -hmm. and I'm excited about what you're doing yeah you know like like just on the front end you know and I you know. Um, can't work Sundays because I love Jesus and I'm at church, right. you know, or whatever it is. Right. Um, but like, put it out front, and and like, just trust God. I mean, I mean, that's that's what like yeah. that's what Daniel and his friends do in Babylon. Right. You know, they're like they're like, um, there's this thing about the diet. You know, just can't can't do right. that. You know. Yeah. Uh, sorry. That's just. Yeah. Yeah. But it but it seems like Christians have to be mm. willing mm -hmm. to put that out front. Totally. Well, you know, and not in like cheesy ways, like, you know, look at my cross or look, I've got a fish sticker on the back of my car. Like, right. nah, it's not, you know, right. whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want to do it in meaningless like yeah. ways, but apps, I totally agree. And I think that there is a lack of um, courage among a lot of Christians to, to just be out with it. But I think our cultural relevance and our ability to like forge connections in the the worlds um, will be stronger actually if we don't hide from who we are and like what we believe. Um, you can go about it in a way that isn't like horribly offensive and off-putting on the front end. Right. Like you don't have to lead with like this is what I believe about homosexuality. Although you don't want to like shy away from that right. when the push comes to shove either. But yeah, I think it's so important to to for us not to again to not lose what the relevant thing about us actually is like the, we're relevant as light in this world because of christ right. and like everything every conversation has to start with that and the resurrection and right. the cross and um that's really good so let me uh, let me listen to the discussion here people might think this might be a leap um but i want to end talking about politics mm -hmm. it's actually i think very connected to what's going on in the church around relevance mm -hmm. being cool because um, you look our, our our political wins everyone can everyone can, one can recognize what's cool everyone can recognize a win where the wind's blowing what direction the wind's blowing mm -hmm. and um, that's kind of what our politics is all about mm -hmm. we have uh, it's it's about being relevant to your base right and and that 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 message is shifted mm. I, I mean I was born in seventy nine I can't believe yeah. um, how fast our culture has shifted <clears throat> mm -hmm. in in our politics of sex yeah. in our politics of of you know states uh you know um, president uh executive orders i mean all these things that you couldn't imagine happening mm -hmm. back in the 80s and 90s even under bill clinton who signed doma right right defense right. marriage act bill signed that right. democratic bill you know yeah and and you, you, i can't imagine where we're at now why how we got here so fast but i think it's 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 all connected to this because the church you know the church had no fault divorce first mm. before mm. our culture had no fault divorce you know it's mm -hmm. like we every, we actually led in all these major areas before mm. our culture started adopting that now um and now we're in a situation where to be principled is not cool mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean if you mention states rights you know a principle that was foundational to the constitution if you mention certain things in the public square you're an uncool politician or you're just like you're conservative or you're a crazy right-wing tea party conservative right, you know that, right. that kind of thing but now we're at this point where it's trump or hillary right they're the same 
different sides of the same coin. I mean, they really are. And yeah. uh, and we got Christians voting for Trump because <clears throat> they think he's better than Hillary. Right. Again, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with like willingness to be a prophetic voice that's mm-hmm. different and. And I think we're out of time in politics where Christians just need to give up the dream of like power and like currying favor with like the current um, kings and you know rulers um, because if it means compromising principles or like not saying certain things because it would get us in trouble, then it's not worth it. I mean, we I think um, we can be a prophetic minority um, and kind of pull back from politics perhaps from a, in a, for a season or reevaluate. Uh, I actually think it's a good turn of events ultimately right now for for American evangelicals in politics. It's kind of like all of a sudden everything that was worked for for so long in like the Christian coalition days and like it's gone. It's completely gone and there's no evangelicals don't really have power anymore like trump is making that very clear that you know you (laughs) i don't really need you and russell moore you're a nasty guy and he's like he's like the public head of the the largest evangelical denomination so yeah i think i think it's a this is a will be an interesting test to see how we respond in that courage to be a prophetic while also being kind of powerless in the traditional sense and there's power in being prophetic, but in a different sense, I think, then, yeah. Yeah. Anything to add, Toby, before we close? Uh, not without opening ma- massive... Yeah, no, I know. Right. We just kind of ended on a huge topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't talk about I, l- I largely agree with everything. There's, there's tons of rabbit trails to run yeah. down. But, yeah. Um, Very good. Well, um, thanks for coming on cross politic yeah. really appreciate it you know when we uh um like people we invite them to come in the spring or summertime which usually helps them to want to move up here mm. if, if we just want you to visit <laughs> we just have you come in the winter yeah, <laughs> so, I get, yeah I get it. so consider this a, a springtime compliment <laughs> it's, it's a very yeah inviting place i have to say well great well i hope everyone enjoys this interview and uh um, thanks for checking us out thanks bro thank you For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's Great Commission to disciple nations and build Him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are still listening, why? Why? Don't, don't, don't hinder Why are you still listening? (laughs) Did you fall asleep? Wake up. Wake up. I think it's hilarious. So we we sit there and we talk on Gabe's back porch listening to birds. (laughs) Everybody's doing downward dog positions right now. (laughs) And and then all of a sudden our our, our intro music comes back on. (laughs) 
Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm awake. Um, so, hipster church, hip church, is your church is hip? Is your church relevant? Um, I think one of the, the best points that, that Brett made and was re-impressed on me as I was thinking about this, getting ready for this show, was just his central point of the thing that makes us relevant. Oh, yeah. Is Jesus. And, and how often... I think at one point he says, you know, he says that's the single most relevant thing yeah. is Christ, is the incarnation, is the death and resurrection of Jesus and how often we are busy packaging it, yeah. right? Yeah. We, we think it needs to get packaged in order for it to seem relevant, to be relevant. And obviously there can be a place for uh, a, 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 you know, conversations. There's a place for friendship. There's a place for... Uh, you know, Paul does this on many occasions, but we can't forget, we can't miss the fact that the thing that actually makes us relevant, the thing that makes us actually connect with the people around us is the gospel. Uh, that, that's, that was, that was, that was, that was solid. Yeah. It was solid. No because Christ, it, no church. Well, and right. there's, there's nothing more relevant to a person's problem. Relevant to what, right? What, right. what is it that I need to be relevant for so that I can fit in better with the crowd? Right. Or what are we teaching people about? You know, no, no. I have a problem. Right. And the doctor that comes into right. the room to say, I can fix your problem. He's the most relevant person, regardless if he's right. wearing some Dr. Scholl shoes. Right. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And to the extent that we distance or put layers, you know, uh, you know, long hallways to get to Jesus. Come on now. Right. We've got a we're we're implying a certain kind of a a theology. We're we're saying, well, you know, he he needs help. Yeah. Right. This is not you know, this is not Christ is not enough. Jesus is not enough. He needs uh, he needs our help. He needs a he needs a rock band. He needs uh, Hebrew tattoos. He needs, you know, uh, uh, some some uh, crazy uh, liturgy. Wh- whatever it is, yeah. um, w- whichever way we're going to try to be hip. This goes right to Romans one sixteen. I think that it, at, the, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? right. But yeah. being ashamed of that means you have no power. <laughs> Right. You're ashamed of the very thing that gives you the power to yes. change the situation. Right. Let me let me back up before we kind of go down the path a little farther. Hit them brakes, bro. I was right. I was thinking about all this um, this week when I was um, thinking about the show and everything. I'm glad one of us was thinking about this. <laughs> and uh, you're a pastor. You're always thinking about this. <laughs> Your wife's out of town. <laughs> Getting a little testy. In here. Yeah. I was thinking about. I was thinking about. Okay, how? Because I I reject how the modern church views relevance but yes. i was trying to also think about well how, how would they define what is relevant how do they define what they're trying to do as being relevant and i think there's there's two things going on here i think one is they want to define relevance as you know us living in a particular community and having a church that kind of meets that cultural context right so i think that's one way that they're trying to find it i think more likely what is going on even though that's probably the first definition they maybe put out, more likely what is going on is that they're trying to make kind of Jesus more palatable. Right. Uh, make Jesus more accessible or, um, uh, you know, friendly. Right. Um, I, nice. I, I don't like either one of those. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, I don't, no, I don't. Well, here, I'll, I'll put a. I'll, I'll, I'm the gonna, first I'm one I can work with. I'm going to stand bit, up. I don't think I'm going to stand one. up for him for a second. I'm going to pick what? a fight with Chaga Knox. So, no, I mean, 
Let's do it. The first Fist to cuffs. The first one. The first one can be nothing short of love your neighbor. Yeah, but right. that, that's, in in the world, but not of the world, right? I mean, sure, that, that's, can be, but so, all sorts of qualifications. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, no, no, I don't, no, I don't, I don't yeah. like when we talk about the church meeting something, some other standard. The church is the bride of Christ. No, 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 no. not yeah, meeting yeah, yeah, the standard, but, but but meeting needs. Sure, but but and depending on where you are, the 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 problem of sin uh, rears its head, and it's manifested in different ways. Sure, different different structures of sin. Different systems of sin yeah. have yeah. built up in ungodly cultures. At the root, it's the same, but you got to get at it, of course, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, yeah. you know, so if you're in, if you're in England, or if you're in Ukraine, or in Africa, or you're in Russia, or you're in South America, or you're in Idaho, um, there's going to be there's at, at root, it's all the same. It's sin, yep, rebellion against God, and so it's the same gospel that needs to get preached. But but you, there is a place in which I mean, you got to, you do have to love your neighbor. You have to be there. Sure, sure. You, yeah. you gotta actually be present yeah. um, in a way that so that you can then share Christ with them. Right. The, the, the problem, I think, is what you know Gabe's getting at is that very quickly they're trying to make Jesus palatable. Yeah, exactly. Again, it, it's it's sort of like how many how many layers do you need, and how 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 uh, yeah, how much do you need to package it? Well, I think even one of the things that had, we've seen over the last few years is this friendship evangelism just kind of sprouting up. And what they've done is said, hey, guys, we've tried the old way of witnessing to people, and that just doesn't work anymore. Like, people aren't engaging that. Do you so, have any friends? So, <laughs> I just want to know. Like, I mean, do you have any friends, really? My, my Facebook count is 2,800. <laughs> Say what? Say what? Genuine friendship. <laughs> up in here. 2,800 so, genuine so friendships. So who's guilty of friendship evangelism, huh? <laughs> huh? Well, I think, but what they're saying by that is that they, they want to, in some way, soften the blows of gospel conversation until they have right. built a relationship and feel like they have a door to engage with that person. And I think that's that's kind of ultimately right. what they're trying to build. So, Guys, let's, let's, let's make sure that we can meet them where they're at, and once they come in, then we can go ahead and— um, I, I got a challenge here for you because me and David offline had a conversation about— um, I disagree with both about ministering to the black church. Right, and one right. of the challenges you you kind of threw at me is is white people have not done a good job. We wouldn't let you guys in seminaries. Um, wow, you make this uh, so harsh. I know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, going wait, right into it. I don't know if I was that harsh about it, but but I mean, I, what, my whole point with that is that did he stand on a chair? I want to know if he. It stood was on, a table. Oh, okay. <laughs> he threw the table. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm leaning in on yeah. that one. Do you guys? Uh, is it true? I mean, I, I read an is, article about um, I can't remember the brother's name, but he said uh, that he pointed out that Martin Luther King Jr. Correct. couldn't go to Westminster Theological Seminary in Philadelphia. He wasn't allowed to. Is right. that true? That is true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Can, it's true. Cover, and, yeah. and not just Martin. I mean, Martin Luther King's a, a well-known name, but well, well, it was just the standard. And but, not, not just that, though, but well, even some of Tony Evans. Yeah, pa- oh. Tony Evans is technically the first black doc, the doctor of theology. Really? Yeah, Re- like, 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 from right. a reform from a reform perspective. perspective. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's in our tradition. But, so yeah. my, my whole point is that at some point, this is dealing with the whole issue of slavery and you yeah, know um, right. the Civil War. But let's bring out. All of the country. All our we're, topics. We're oh, right, now. right now. Hey, this is the first show. We're prepping everyone. We're dropping bombs. We have, as Reformed people in some way, have to take responsibility for what is happening in the black church, black culture. And I say, I don't say Amen. you, I say Amen. we because Amen. I'm Reformed. Yeah. We Amen. are responsible for not saying, oh man, look, the culture is saying no segregation. And, and most Christians at that time, Billy Graham, I mean, one of the leading 
uh, evangelical preachers at that time, evangelism, would not talk about the situation because he said, hey, I just, I'm just going to go preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go forward and do this, and, and I'm just not going to yeah, yeah. engage that, that topic. Right. Well, but, and, and, <laughs> and, I've, and I've heard a lot, you know, the, the whole, the reason why I think Martin Luther King Jr. is kind of interesting on that particular topic is that frequently he's knocked in our tradition because he was a theological liberal. <laughs> But, the whole, but 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 part of the whole point is like we had our chance. But but like but we wouldn't let him in. So like I mean right. yeah he's a theological liberal but but we're, we we weren't like not like we were inviting him to our school. At some point we need we need to say um I'm sorry for that. You know that that's my fault. You know what we we, we engage that we'll repent for that. We're we're not going to engage. Well, okay, so, so but you were bringing connect that up this. to to poke at me. Um, okay, because I wanted to connect this and and at one point we we weren't using some of the same verbiage that we're using right now. But um, uh, yes. basically, are we not relevant to the black community? Is is the white Reformed Church not relevant to well, the black okay, community? Okay, now I think the term relevant has just adjusted right. itself a little right. bit. Right, but, I know. Because I want to yep. say relevant in the sense as oh, a missionary. So, so, so now, now you're, <laughs> hey, you're going to go with it. Look, I'm cornering David. I, yeah. That's where I'm going You with know this. what? I got six black cards in my pocket. I will play every last one of them. Uh <laughs> So you're saying, you're saying we ought to, we ought to love our, our they're neighbors. All, they're all jokers, by the way. I, I was saying that when we go to do ministry in the black community, we right. don't look at it. I don't even know if we do. But anyway, we don't look at it as a missionary, as if we're going to China or we're going to Asian community. or We don't have the same engagement. And we assume that all things are equal across the line, and they're not. It is completely different mm-hmm. culture, mm-hmm. completely different mindset, a completely different function. And and. I'm going to bust some people's bubbles real quick. Look, the black people that you see every day that you work with, they ain't being black in front of you. <laughs> yeah. They're holding back. What? Yeah. I'm going to tell you yeah. straight up. Yeah. They, they And this well, is and, why. And, 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 and vice versa. Well, it'd be the same way. Well, and, and the truth is that this is why they don't go to your church on Sunday. So here's why, here's why, here's why I'm pushing <laughs> you on that is because that same argument that you just gave us about right. being a, a mission church yes. to that community is the same argument that most Evangelical churches are giving to yeah, their I th- communities. I think my uh, it's like no, t- no, MTV culture. No, They're like the kids watching no, t- MTV that's, that's not and, what I'm and Snapchat I'm and saying. Twitter, <laughs> and so we got to reach out. We got screens, no. and we're gonna live tweet our sermons. Yeah. So what I'm asking really is for pastors to wear gold chains, some gold teeth, and go to the black community. <laughs> Come on, now. that's not it. I'm saying the same way that we spend the time. You heard thinking. it here, folks. <laughs> Quote Chopper Knox. Yep. Uh, well, the same the way we spend time thinking of how are we going to reach a community that we don't understand, we don't engage with languagely in, this, in the same way language, a community that seems like it wants in, in one way to be segregated from us because we don't get them, right? right? How, are we going to, how are we going to biblically minister to right. them? And some of that Absolutely. actually takes practice, being there, like you were well, saying earlier, saying. Pastor, so, so, like, so, so love them, love them. Right. Yeah. Be that's there. first. And I don't. I don't think that we that we don't. We right, of course right, you guys right. do. Of course we love them. That's. But we don't use the same amount of energy. David, we love you. <laughs> we love you. Well, you know that's not going to get you far in most black communities. I'm probably a token. So it's, it's actually going to get you in trouble. Me and Vody Bakum will get you in trouble. Yes. Now, now, but you kind of hit the nail on the head here when you said you got to be biblical about this. So I of think course. Uh, I think right. a lot of the problem in this discussion is maybe we agree on this surface definition sure. and we're like, yeah, we need to be a loving community. We need to meet them where they're at. We right. need to be a missional church, whatever. We'll create some buzzwords around it. And but maybe, what does that mean? Exactly. Make and, it practical. And what's driving all this is we are, uh, we're talking about preferences. Well, we aren't, we aren't talking about principles. 
Right, we're right. talking about methods, but we ought we're to be talking about, talking about exactly. we ought to be talking about principles. Absolutely. We ought to, we ought yeah. to be looking at scripture and saying the Bible actually tells us a lot more about what it means to be in the world and not of the world. Mm-hmm. What it, what it t- actually tells us a lot more than I think a lot of people are willing to admit. Well, and and I think that ultimately the people who are trying to be relevant have got their ecclesiology wrong. <laughs> sure, but even just, <laughs> they, start, just right. they don't have an yeah. idea of what the church yeah. actually is and what it's for. I mean, once yeah. you lock that in, right. if you decide then at that point to be relevant, I think you're going to get it right. But I think, I think you can even, I mean, ecclesiology is important, but I think you can even just start with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, go, go to, go to, the, go to Jesus. I mean, he, he, he walks in and, and he is, he is there. He is present. Yeah. Uh, he is sympathetic. He's compassionate over and over again. Right. He speaks he, the he's language. truthful. Right? He's, he's truthful. And, and, mm-hmm. and he does not pull any punches. Right. right. Even even with, you know, the 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 victims of sin, the woman caught in adultery, you know, he, he scatters her accusers and then says, go and sin no more. Right. Uh, he, he's he's calling sin sin. He's not afraid of that. He is there to actually be the solution to the problem. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and right. but he's he's there. He's present. He's kind. He's gracious. And he's straight. He's he's direct. He's truthful. He's not uh, he's not pulling any punches. He's not going soft. Right. No, no, absolutely. And um, I don't even think we've got a good, I mean, we, we don't have that. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I was, mm. I was actually just having a conversation with one of my good friends this week, and, and he's an evangelical charismatic. And we were actually talking about I love him this. already. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and uh, as I was talking about Is he from this, Texas? No, no. All right. He's uh, from the Northwest. <laughs> and as, as we were kind of talking through this. I was trying to get at okay, well, what what is the principle that you guys are basing some of your decisions on? Right, um, because I agree with some of the even methods per se, and and I started thinking I was like, well, you know, we want to anchor everything down in the scriptures. Everything we do has to have an anchor to it. Yeah. Now, how we apply that is sure. getting into the method. Sure. Right? But we at least want to be able to point back. And so I brought up the example to him. I said, I don't think the modern evangelical church is doing that very well. I don't think they can anchor everything down. And I, I just brought up um, wine and the Lord's Supper. Right. And I, I said, here's a, yeah. here's a good example. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to hit more than just those. I, well, right? You're going to hit everybody. Reformed Baptists <laughs> and Presbyterians. Come on. But now. Jesus right. said. Absolutely. Jesus said. Use wine. Drink wine. <laughs> right. Right. Drink wine. Je- the Lord's Jesus Supper. said it. Go, go on. Now, this that. is this is yeah. a this is <laughs> This is a low ball example. Seriously. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. Ex- low hanging fruit. I'm, it should be. I'm not going to not fellowship with people who drink grape juice in their church service. Well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to partake with them if well. I'm there. Right? I'm not going to excommunicate you. For- draw, draw the line at Kool Aid. Well, <laughs> right? Coke. Coke. If we're doing Coke and Doritos, yeah. I'm out. So this is this is a very um, you know uh, low hanging example that that shouldn't ruffle too many feathers. Right. And and so because we, we we sit there and like and he went through all the various arguments. Well, it's like it could have been grape juice or, or <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> no, I was like, couldn't have been. Was there refrigerators back then? <laughs> There's a word for grape juice. Yeah. And mm. didn't use it. Right. And and mm. the Greek is, is the word is wine. Um, the uh, apostle Paul rebuked the church in Corinthians for getting drunk at the Lord's Supper. You can't do that on grape juice. Right. right um, well, right, if you right, drink right. a lot of grape juice, I heard that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole point in all this was anchor what you're doing in scriptures. Right. And and then and then we can talk about the methods from there. One, well, of, the, one of the ways that uh, this, is, this whole dynamic's been impressed on me in the last few years was going up on campus to preach. 
And, um, and I, one day, maybe I'll tell the story on here, but, um, you know, God tricked me into, um, open air preaching. So I don't, I don't really believe in open air preaching, but, but Jesus tricked me into it and I'll tell the story someday. But, oh yeah, it was, it was, it was all, oh my gosh. Yeah. He tricked me. But, uh, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't think like, oh, I know I want to be an open air preacher. I know like, I want to be that guy. No, not at all. Right. They, they, they're thinking. So I, I, you know, I'm walking up on campus, and I know that I'm going to be that guy, and he's, and I'm, I'm a hater. I'm, I'm a guy who's there right. to tell you all that you're going to hell, and that God hates you. You're a jerk. And I'm, and I'm going to be the jerk. Yep. Right. And, um, I, and so what I'm praying for. I mean, every time I walk up, and I'm, pr- I mean, I'm thinking to myself, "This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea." And I think I'm serious. Go back to my car. And, and, I, and I'm praying. I'm praying, God, if this is a bad idea, like you know, shut it down now. If this is a bad idea, please, please. And then it's the closer I get, I know it's like it's inevitable. It's the gonna clouds happen. start parting. It, it gets sunnier no, and warmer. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. But I start praying a little bit differently. I say, "All right, God, okay, fine. I, I'm going to do it. But you have to help me. You have to help me. You have to help me." Yeah. And, and 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 I pray and I ask. God, I say, "God, you got to help me communicate love." Because they think I'm full of hate. They think I'm here because I don't have anything better to do on my Friday afternoon but come up here and yell at them because I hate them. And so please help me communicate love. And and so when I go up there, that's one of the central things I'm thinking is I, I know this is weird. I know this is bizarre. I know this is strange. And I know everything in you thinks that I'm here because of hate. And, and what I want to do at, at rock bottom is communicate love. That I'm here because I love them. And, and one of the most striking things has been the number of times I've had people actually come up and thank me afterwards and say, you know, hey, preacher, I'm, a, I'm an atheist or I'm an agnostic or I'm a Muslim or whatever, and I don't believe anything you just said, but um, thanks for caring enough to come, and, to come up and talk to us. And, like, that's been one of those places where it's like, okay, I think there's there's a real, there's a place for this, but it's also become sort of this... Um, it, it's it's a little case study, though, I think, on sort of being the guy that kind of sticks out, being the woman that sticks out, being the family that sticks yeah, out, yeah. right? It, but 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 convincing them that you're there because you love them, right? right. Th- that's that's relevant. That's yeah. that's the relevant church. That's the relevant Christian. Uh, is, and to is Brett's point? Yeah, that was Jesus. Right. That's all you had to offer. That's right. That's, yeah. yeah. And uh, and but I, you know, that's hard right yeah. but i think i think you know our conversation with brett which I, I mentioned i brought this up in that conversation about you know leading with your faith uh don't 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 wait that's good that's a good point be a christian right not right, to, you know, right. to be don't be cheesy and annoying you know right right but like be there and be a christian in a job interview on the front end Tell them on the front. Yeah, yeah you know god saved my life and i'm here because i, I want to serve you and i'll do my best here at this you know computer programming job i want to do my best here at wendy's i want to do my best here um because i'm a christian yeah and uh, and don't you know don't don't take advantage of you know don't 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 uh, be a bad witness then but lead with it Mm. I, I know I, I'm, I'm there's making... a reason people don't lead with it yeah, right right <laughs> right yeah, yeah like it was Virginia I'm gonna have to live up to it yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. but but that's that's I think that's putting yourself in that crucible is one of the ways that God just really works on you Amen. Uh, put yourself in that crucible I mean, that's what faith does I mean faith has got to step out and say this is uncomfortable I don't really want to say this I'm afraid of what they're going to say about me or think about me but I'm going to stand with Jesus. Jesus is what this world needs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why Ooh. I'm here. 
That's why I'm here. Yeah. Get them offering buckets out. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so Woo! thank it, you, it, everyone, for joining our first inaugural podcast Amen. and show. Wow. Check us out on crosspolitik.com. Yes. Go join our email list. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Join us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have a lot more content. Cross politic. Buy a t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? Yeah, buy one of those too. Buy a t-shirt. Chocolate's taking ring. us out. <laughs> taking us out. Cross politic. <laughs>